Welcome back to the Pathways to Happiness podcast. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, my name is Nina Levon, and I'm a life coach that specializes in personal development and emotional well-being. Here at this podcast, we talk about everything having to do with understanding our own psychology and truly living our best life possible. I want to wish everybody an extremely happy new year and new decade, and I also wanted to just take a moment to thank you for all your support, both here and on the Nina LaVon YouTube channel. I really, really enjoy your posts and your comments, and I want to invite you to reach out to me by tagging me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Nina LaVon, and Nina is spelled with an E, so it's N-E-N-A-L-A-V-O-N-N-E, or by sending an email to nina.lavon at gmail.com, because I will be doing my first question and answer video and podcast next week, so I'm going to try to answer as many specific questions as I can, so I would love if you reached out and asked me some of those questions. So having said that, I want to go ahead and jump right into today's topic, which is all about the concept of not feeling like enough. We are going to be diving deep into this, really, really deep. So please go ahead and set aside the time you need to listen to this the whole way through, because I think this information has the potential to truly change your life. So let's start at the very beginning. Let's start by just talking about what it actually means to not feel like you are enough. I usually kind of sum it up as a general feeling of no matter what we do in our life, we really just don't measure up. On a daily basis, we really scrutinize ourselves and meticulously look for imperfections and some kind of evidence that we are less than other people in some way. We make our inner critic the loudest voice in our head until we are completely and totally convinced that we aren't going to go anywhere in life, that we are a fraud or we're faking it, that we're going to get found out, that we're not deserving of what we have. No matter how we look at it, we just never feel like we measure up. And this might be something that we're consciously aware of, or it could be something that is pretty deep in the subconscious, but it definitely catches up to us. This vicious cycle begins to keep us from doing the things that we love in life. It keeps us from going for our goals and our dreams because that voice in our head is just telling us over and over that we aren't enough, that other people are better than us, that somehow we are inferior, that we're not beautiful enough or intelligent enough, or we don't have the capability in some way. But it always goes back to the fact that somewhere inside of us, we don't feel like we measure up. Now, it's easy to see why this would be very problematic and very painful for us And there are two ways that I commonly see this not feeling like enough start to really affect our motivation and our ability to really go after our goals and our dreams. Now, the first way is feeling completely unable to move forward because we are so disheartened or discouraged or drained by that constant negativity that is going on inside of our brain. 
And then other times we have a little voice inside of us that is actually trying to take care of us and protect us in some way. And it might be encouraging us to do things that ultimately make us unhappy. They may make us feel more comfortable in the moment, but in the long run are pretty destructive. So, for example, if our subconscious is picking up on the fact that we aren't feeling great about our situation in life, our brain might start trying to comfort us by telling us we don't need to do things that make us uncomfortable or that we don't enjoy. So the dishes might start piling up, the emails go unanswered, the refrigerator starts getting empty, and it just kind of snowballs from there. So either way, not feeling like enough begins to really start leaving its mark all over our lives. And that's just one example of the damage that this way of thinking can actually cause for us. I want you to know, however, that this is something that is actually really common. So common. I had this feeling chase me through many, many years of my own life. No matter what I accomplished or what I experienced, I didn't really enjoy it because I never felt like it was deserved. I felt like it was a fluke or I had to work even harder because it was doomed to fall apart. I was also scared to try things because I assumed that everybody else was better than me or smarter or more experienced. But I, you know, had these same emotions that many other people feel. It's that same feeling. It boils down to that one sentence, I don't feel like enough. And maybe you've never really put it in those terms, but if you really think about the areas of your life that you are self-conscious about, you can probably boil it down to that very sentence, no matter what it is. Now, most people feel that if they can grasp onto some kind of external or a socially defined goal, they might start to feel like enough. I have a client who went to get her PhD because she felt that somehow having that degree would be proof that she was enough. And she felt really empty when she finally achieved it because although it was a major accomplishment that would enhance her life forever, it didn't fill that void that was in her heart. And, you know, you can see that a lot with celebrities. They seemingly have it all, but so often it is just a facade and they are the most miserable people of all because their life is just pretend and they never feel like enough. And that is why there are often so many tragic endings to their lives. And, you know, we have to think about it. You know, first of all, we are looking at finished products. We are looking at an airbrushed and carefully designed version of their reality. And celebrities aren't even the ones doing it. Everybody is. So it becomes very difficult to look in the mirror and see cellulite or gray hair when everybody else is masking it with filters or spending untold amounts of money trying to change these things about themselves. And how happy do you think we actually are when we spend so much time doing this? When we constantly feel that our worth is based on something completely superficial and also something that could crash down at any moment. But that is how society is making us feel because we are all participating in these behaviors in one way or another. And it just contributes to that fact that we do not feel like 
enough. Now, I'm sure I don't need to explain why this is a problem, but I'm going to do it anyway because I think it's something we all need to actually hear out loud to really have sink in. Aside from making us feel really inferior and that we don't measure up and that we'll never be able to measure up, believing that we're not enough is problematic because we end up subconsciously operating from this place all the time. It ends up completely driving our choices. I know because I've really been there. We look for validation from anyone and anything and everyone and everything. We might not even realize it, but trying to prove our worth secretly becomes a motive behind anything that we are doing. It can drive every aspect of our life if we let it, from our relationships to our careers, because we are constantly trying to do and be everything we think we need to do and be to finally feel like enough. So obviously, we don't want to keep feeling like this. We don't want to feel like this forever. So we need to get to the bottom of it. So let's go ahead and look at this for a moment. What exactly would being enough look like? Is there a particular image that you have in your head of what being enough actually is? I want you to really, really think about this. Is it being perfect? Is it being the best at something? We really need to define for our own selves what being enough would look like in these practical terms. If we take enough time to really investigate this, you'll probably find that we are looking for validation for something that really only exists in our own mind. And that means that there will never be any end point to this. There's no way to escape this or ever be really free of this until we actually learn to change how we think. So because we don't have a magic wand that's going to snap us into a new way of thinking and behaving automatically, we're going to need to really put in the internal work to first see why we feel this way. We certainly don't come into the world feeling like we are not enough. We learn to believe this somewhere during the course of our lifetime. So it's either a conclusion that we make on our own at some point, or it's a reaction or an interpretation of the experiences that we have. And in some cases, it's something that's actually taught to us. We can have caregivers that tell us this or teach us this pretty directly. Now, it doesn't mean that they had ill intentions when they did this, but it still could be the case. So we really need to sit down and study our lives so we can see where the root of all of this came from. We also have to understand that it is our basic human desire to feel loved and accepted by the world. So that is really what most of this is actually about. Trying to figure out how to earn this love. We've forgotten somewhere down the line that we don't actually have to earn any of this. The reality is that we are enough and that we've always been enough. But to actually change how we think about this, we have to be able to believe it. So how, how can we believe this when we feel 
you know, exactly the opposite way? How do we get to the point where this is our reality? Well, let's talk about the starting point in all of this. And it's really just three steps that begins really with gaining self-awareness. And then from there, we can talk about what habits we're going to need to make adjustments to. But let's start with those three steps. Now, the first part is really having that heart-to-heart -heart with yourself that we talked about. We need to determine what areas of our life that we're lacking confidence in. So there might be a few, but there's probably some key areas where you really feel that you are lacking. And those are the things that we want to write down. Now, we want to write down everything, but we want to pay careful attention to the places where we really feel that we are personally lacking. And then from there, we need to think about the origin of these feelings. When did we begin to feel inferior? Was it a comment that we got or an event that happened or a cluster of negative things that combined to make you feel this way? Whatever it is, we need to get to that root. Now, the second part of this is that we're going to need to sit down and realistically argue these points with ourselves. Now, that does not mean that you're necessarily going to jump on board right away, but you need to, at minimum, consider the fact that these are not true statements about ourselves. So, what we can do is actually write down any evidence that these aspects that we are saying are not good enough about ourselves are actually much better than we are giving ourselves credit for. So you want to argue against your self-criticism and if needed, the criticism that you have been given by other people. So you want to think about this from a third party point of view. List out your strengths, your accomplishments, the things that you are actually really good at or that you really like about yourself. And what you're going to find is that you are really not that bad. In fact, you are pretty amazing. You've probably been selling yourself short for quite some time but you're going to commit now to making some pretty serious changes to the way you think about yourself and the way you treat yourself. So it starts by asking yourself the question, is this the only way someone in my situation could feel? Would it be possible for someone with the same credentials that looked exactly the same way as me to feel differently? And let me tell you what the answer will be if you are being realistic and honest. The answer is yes. Absolutely yes. In fact, I really hate comparison for many reasons, but if you were to compare, you would find that there are tons of people that have way less than you do that feel way better about themselves. So that offers proof to you and proof to the fact that the problem is not you. The problem is how you are thinking about you. So the third step in this is learning to catch yourself when you start feeling not enough and engaging in that type of destructive thought behavior. So you're going to have to be hyper aware and really get in the habit of noticing when you get that feeling of apprehension or that anxiety of fluttering around because when that happens, we need to ask ourselves what is causing it and if this is an area where 
we are feeling like not enough. So this is the beginning of actually making changes to our mindset because when we can spot something, when we can understand what is happening and why, we can start to correct it and then redesign how we are going to choose to feel instead. So that's where it all begins. That is where it all starts. But now we need to talk about some of the things that are going to actually help us along in this process. So number one, we just touched upon this, but I can't stress it enough. We've got to get out of the habit of comparing ourselves. Comparison is the thief of joy and there is never ever ever a time when we are actually comparing apples to apples. We are always comparing apples to oranges or worse, apples to watermelon or something even more ridiculous, but we hop on social media and we get completely destroyed by looking at someone's finished product, their airbrushed, edited, self-designed product that has cut out all the hardships, mistakes, disasters, bad hair days, bankruptcies, you name it, and showcases only a filtered version of the pretend reality that they want to market to you. Now, this sounds extreme, but I can assure you it actually is not. I want to give you an example of a beautiful client of mine that is extremely well-spoken, organized, intelligent, and fully capable of doing anything she puts her mind to. Now, she had a genius business idea that she did not even consider even trying because of a mildly related business that she found online that she felt that she personally could never compare to. She felt completely inferior and she certainly did not feel enough. So this company had all the bells and whistles, they had the fancy marketing, all the glossy pictures, and it made her not even try to start her own business because again, she just compared herself with this business and she just felt that she could never compete. Now, the reality of the situation, which she did not find out until much later, but the reality was that this particular business never actually made any money at all, and they closed within just a few months. So it just goes to show that it is crazy to compare ourselves to anyone or anything, especially because we simply do not have any accurate data. We are just going by what we can see on the surface. So again, we are judging our own day-to-day -day real lives against the pretend lives of other people. So it has to stop, plain and simple. The next habit we need to work on is staying present in the moment at hand. So let's take a moment to get honest with ourselves here. How much of the time are we really thinking about what we are currently doing in this moment and being fully aware in the now? I'm going to guess it's really not that often. Chances are we are either ruminating over the past, going over mistakes and heartbreaks over and over, or worrying about future events that will probably never happen or at least never be as bad as we are imagining them to be. If we can instead begin to work on 
really being in the present, we can start to notice that good things really are in our life. And when we can see our strengths real time, we are much less likely to catastrophize and assume that we are inferior to the rest of the world. Mindfulness is really a way of life. It's more than just a practice, but the benefits of this way of living can truly be transformative. And I'll actually be discussing this at much greater length in an upcoming podcast. But for now, I just want to have you think about catching yourselves when you begin to ruminate, especially over the past. So another technique that can help with this is meditation. In meditation, we are simply taking the time we need to pay attention to where we are at emotionally and to what's going on for us internally. If you've never tried meditation, you know, it can feel intimidating at first if you give yourself a really lofty goal of like trying to meditate for 20 or 30 minutes, but I think you will have a lot of success if you start with let's say two or three minutes at a time. But either way, meditation is certainly something that is enormously helpful in this process of learning to be mindful and truly living in the moment. The next thing that we can do is to start to get really clear about what needs aren't being met in our life. So needs are different than preferences. Needs are much more important. If we have unmet needs, then it might be contributing to how we are feeling about ourselves. Now, both needs and preferences are important, but we need to start by feeling important enough to start getting our own needs met. And again, a lot of that comes from figuring out what is actually missing and starting to fill those needs so that we can begin to heal and feel better about ourselves and about life in general. So it's definitely a question that we need to ask ourselves. What are the needs in my life right now that are not being met? And lastly, but certainly the most important, is beginning to practice self-love, self-acceptance, and self-care. We need to be our own advocate. We need to be our own best friend. We need to start loving ourselves to help us really understand that we are indeed lovable. We are so lovable. And it all starts with knowing and believing you are more than just your body type, your career, your income, your relationship status, your mistakes. You're more than any of that. The circumstances of your life do not equate your self-worth because all of that is changeable. And most importantly, our mindset is changeable. And that is all that it takes. But we do need to practice self-love. You know, whatever that means to you, you need to start it today at this moment, this very, very moment, because you will never lead the beautiful life you are meant to lead until you realize how valuable you are. And again, so much of that has to do with self-love and something that can help with self-love is affirmations, descriptive, powerful affirmations. 
So what I mean by that is telling ourselves on a routine basis all the wonderful things about ourselves, the things that we already believe and the things that we want to believe as we gain confidence. So you just want to take time every single day to really kind of pump yourself up, give yourself credit for everything, for every tiny little thing that you can think of from your handwriting, your parenting skills, your sense of humor, whatever it is, but you want to start to celebrate and notice every amazing little facet that makes up you. So it's got to start with a commitment, a commitment to yourself saying that today is the day that I'm going to stop beating myself up and I'm going to start switching the script. I'm going to start to keep a list of everything amazing that is happening in my life and all the amazing things that I'm going to celebrate within my own self. I'm going to throw away my negative thoughts like boulders that are weighing me down and one by one I'm going to disqualify them and just kind of throw them off a cliff forever because they do not need to be part of our reality anymore. We are going to start to decide for ourselves how we are choosing to feel about ourselves and we are going to choose to feel amazing. So let me be clear about this one last time. You are enough. You are more than enough. You are so, so, so enough. And you will always be enough no matter what you do. So again, vow to yourself today that you will begin to put an end to the self-inflicted suffering. Move forward one little step at a time. You may have wounds from the past and everybody has scars, but you can't let them hold you hostage anymore. Let me repeat this one more time. You are enough. And it may take a little time for you to accept that and embrace that, but it is the reality. So I offer you so much love and encouragement during this process. But this is it. This is your year. I believe in you. Absolutely, wholeheartedly believe in you. And I look forward to chatting with you on the next podcast and kind of checking in to see how you are doing with all of this. Do me a favor and click subscribe so that you never miss an episode and certainly drop me an email or tweet if you have questions that you'd like to be addressed in a future podcast. Happy New Year, Happy New Decade, and I truly hope you have an absolutely amazing day.